Welcome to the Conscious Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Griffin. I'm a conscious serial entrepreneur with a passion for everything from wealth creation to sovereignty and natural law, spirituality, consciousness, financial literacy, to commerce, investing in the game of money, cryptocurrency, and decentralization, just to name a few. And my intention with this podcast is to deliver to each and every one of you the most potent truth around how you can begin to step in to a life of pure, unadulterated freedom. I never intended to be a wealth teacher. I am just a normal guy who's here to share a thing or two that I've learned along the way. I've been incredibly blessed to stumble across many of the secrets of the 1% at a fairly young age. And rather than keeping it all to myself and within my lineage, I am on a mission to share this information freely with as many people as I can. I am the founder of the Level Up Collective, which is a conscious wealth mastermind in which I lead countless others through the process of unlearning most, if not all, of the shit we've been taught about the world, wealth, money, and commerce, and then relearning what the rules of this secretive game really are and how we can actually win at it. I could not be more grateful and humbled to have your energy, intention, and attention. This is something that I never, ever take for granted. So I want to personally say thank you for being here with me today. I trust that this episode was meant to find you at the time that it has found you. And now that we've got that out of the way with, let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Conscious Wealth Podcast. I am here today with with a very special guest that hopefully many of you may know, but as well, some of you may not have yet had the pleasure to meet Mrs. Now Natasha Kettle. (laughs) How are you doing today, my friend? I am good. I'm feeling grounded, energized, and present. The perfect combination for Yes. Amazing conversation. Mm-hmm. How are you, Jeremy? <laughs> I am just recovering from the you know what <laughs> for the mm-hmm. millionth time. And uh, this recent one has nothing to do with like cold symptoms. Yep. It just attacks your organs. Yep. So I've been wrecked in bed yeah, feeling I like too. I need to get my kidneys pulled out. And uh, thank God or for back all the. Pain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Exact same thing. Exactly. Exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. If you can get your hands on combo, it's gonna fully clear it out of your system. Mm, I like, didn't think about that. I've been doing like all the holistic things. Yeah, no, nothing not for me until I did combo and I I full I mean it was horrible. Like it was a yeah. trip to even do. It was like a warrior sit. Like, you know, the, the girl who helped me was like, that was insane. Like she you know, she took off the dots and my body kept going for another 30 minutes. Um, which you don't really hear of with combo, but I felt so clear after. And then I spoke to people who had the same thing and who also did combo after. And that was the only thing that like boosted the body and just really cleared it out of the gut. So I would do it for you. Okay. Good to know. I Mm -hmm. haven't sat with combo yet. So 
Oh, that would appeal to me. I was just looking up um, hyperbaric oxygen chambers in in San mm-hmm. Diego because mm-hmm. apparently that's the goat for lingering symptoms. Mm. Have you ever tried? Maybe. Yeah, I have, but I I haven't done it for right. Just in general, you've tried it though. I have, yes. Positive experience or not? You didn't notice anything? Meh. Like I've yeah. had. I just think it depends of like everybody is so different, you know? So, and I think like, if you keep hearing like, Oh, it's amazing. It kind of has this weird placebo effect on anything. It could be Mm. with anything. So I didn't like, I came out and I was like, do I really feel a difference? Like maybe a little bit. I think it's one of those things you have to be consistent with it Mm. and can like constantly like weekly go back and have a term um, experience of it for it to have an effect on you. That makes sense. And like, how much is it? Like a ballpark, do you remember? I have no idea. I don't remember. Okay. No. Anywho. Right, cool. Yeah, that was a little little uh, no? detour real quick. So yes. hopefully, you know, a lot of my, my, my tribe knows who you are, but <clears throat> our larger or newer audience base may not know who you are. Uh, me and Tosh mm-hmm. go way back. I think we met, was it? 2018. Yeah. Yeah. 2018. So we've been through many different uh, seasons and cycles together. Mm -hmm. um, And we've had different dynamics in our uh, relationship as well. Like that have evolved over time. We've been married, Um, divorced. (laughs) That probably sounds weird to people, but you get what I mean. (laughs) And I don't care to explain. So So, um, I want to kind of uh, start off by getting a little bit into your your backstory. And that can start as early as you want. We can go into whatever stands out to you in this moment. But uh, I want to give people a little bit of a deeper understanding as to how you became who you are today um, before we get into anything about who you are and what you might enjoy doing at this time in your life. Mm -hmm. Wow, this story can takes so many, like I'm seeing like so many different roads. Um, well, I'm originally from Montreal and Canada and I grew up back and forth for the first, I would say the first like decade of my life, a lot between France and Montreal. So my mom is French and my dad is Canadian. And so I experienced different types of school systems, which was very interesting. So the French school system, the Canadian school system, um, just different energies in general. I feel like France is very, they're very education oriented. So they're much more strict. They, but they're also much more playful in a interesting, like from what I remember, like briefly, like, I feel like here, the educational system was very like homework doesn't really matter. I mean, to the schools that I went to anyways, Homework is like, yeah, do your homework, but it, there was not much accountability. Maybe like, a, if I, t- I think, if I think about it in an energetic way, it's almost like the masculine wasn't really foundational at all. And in France, it was much more strict, but in that there was also a lot more space for play. So school ended earlier. Um, we had more time off. I mean, France in general is known to live a little bit more like, c'est la vie, vie la vie, yeah. like pleasure, you know, you like school starts at like nine and then it ends at two here. It's like seven 30 and then it ends at like four, you know, make it, make it work for the parents kind of thing. So that was a little confusing, I think. Um, 
for my, my inner child, because there were times, And also my dad's side of the family is English. And a lot of them were going back and forth between America too. So like there was American, Canadian, and French. Um, so there was a lot of confusion actually growing up because there were different ways of being that had to fit into society. Like, you know, simple things as to having your hands, like in France, you have to eat with your wrists on the table. They can't be under the table. And then in the U S it's the complete opposite. Like you have to have your hands under the table. It's very impolite to have it. So I was, I was constantly navigating different ways of, a of being in different places. And that, that to me, it was just like, I don't understand why I can't just be myself. And like, why there's always like these rules that I have to like, you know, forge myself into and like self-manipulate almost like that. I just, I hated it. I hated it. Um, apart from that, I had a great childhood though. We all have trauma. Yay. Um, (laughs) but I, I did have a really great childhood no matter what, like I had, um, you know, good parents, uh, you know, at the time, I think everybody kind of experienced like layers of, dad going to work, mom, staying home, mom, not being specifically happy because there's just not much to fulfill her. So her attention is on all the kids. Dad's not really that present because he's working a lot, trying to provide. Um, so like little things like that, you know, but I'm kind of skimming over it because I'm I'm making it sound like it doesn't matter. It does matter. Um, and there, I think there is an, uh, a point where it's fully integrated in your experience where you can really look back and go, great childhood, lots of trauma, of course, just like anybody else, big, small, whatever, and lots of compassion. And I feel like that's the moment where you're like, I'm integrated. Like it's compassionate, it's integrated, it's clear. Um, and then just, you know, moving forward, I guess it, since I was a kid, I was very intuitive. Um, you know, spoke to dead people casually kind of scared the shit out of my parents. Um, and I think that was, that was a piece that really, I had to practice feeling safe into letting that come alive again, living the life that I live now. And what I mean by that is because, you know, I would predict things happening, like about to happen to my parents. I would literally say out loud, like, this is going to happen. And they're like, what is she saying? And then it would happen. And it would literally freak out my dad. Like he would start yelling at me because he just, he was scared. Like he just didn't know how to explain what the fuck just happened. Can I swear on this podcast? Just making sure it's required. Okay, great. <clears throat> Fuck. So, um, and so over time that, that, that programming that kind of happened was like, oh, if I use my intuitive gifts, if I speak of what I know, if I speak of what is really clear to me, um, I'm going to get punished. Like something bad is going to happen. I will be emotionally disconnected from my family, which that's like all survival, right? Like we can't survive mm-hmm. without emotional connection. So at that point in our, in our lives, so that was really strong for me to realize, like even for years, like in my work, I would never really talk about the intuitive side of like what I would feel. And I, I still don't know how to explain it. And I honestly don't want to, because I feel like if I try to do it, like makes it smaller than what it actually is. So I just, yeah. So that was a very interesting navigation to, to, to be in. And I think the, a really big turning point, I mean, the biggest one in my life so far was definitely my parents' divorce when I was 11. And I was also going through puberty. So hormones are changing. Um, we're finally fully settled in Montreal. 
we're not really going to France anymore that, that often. Um, I was only speaking French at the time. And my dad decided that he wanted us to be fully bilingual. So he sent us to an all girl English Catholic high school. I'm not even Catholic (laughs) and I only have guy friends. So I'm like, what the hell? Like I am, I only know my cousin who's going into the school. Like I am very nervous. I remember my first year of English, like I, I storytelling, you know, like we're right. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing like this. You just threw me in a ball pit, um, had to process anger around that. Uh, but it's made me very resilient, like throw me in a ball pit. I'll figure it out because that's how I've, you know, I've had to, learn growing up is my dad is a rough dude and he's very loving and he's very rough, like hunt fish, you know, like man, man. And (laughs) so it's, it it was a lot. Um, and I'm really grateful because I, I noticed growing up that like, not everyone has the work ethic that I had and not everyone had the resiliency and the adaptability that I had and the confidence of just like competence through the confidence of throwing myself into situations that are like most people won't do or traveling on their own with no cell phone and no money and nothing like literally nothing and still figuring it out, keeping myself safe and expanding my consciousness over and over and over and over again. Um, when I was 12, I was so stressed out by all the changes happening. We had also moved uh, I ended up getting shingles at 12, which you don't really hear of. I remember going to the doctor's office and the doctor being like to my mom, uh, ma'am, is there something stressful happening in her life right now? And she's like, well, you know, like we're separating, but it's like not really a big deal. It's like really healthy. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, Gaslight 101. <laughs> like I'm tripping balls right now. Like obviously my body is like talking so loudly and it's very interesting because shingles is actually an autoimmune disease that sits in your spine. And if you know about the energetics in the body, the spine is all about support, right? Like without your spine, you're fucked. You can't walk. You can't talk. You can't, nothing, nothing works without your spine. It's the full support in the body. So even now, like last weekend, I had some girl do some like reflexology on my back and she's like, Ooh, your spine. I'm like, yep, there's something in there. Um, and it's, (laughs) it's dormant for the rest of my life. So Um, that's, that's an interesting little component to my journey and 15 years old, I started to experience a lot of anxiety, um, unexplainable, like really mostly the, the, the times that I would remember the most is my sister and I both are very tapped in and my sister human design wise is a reflector part of the 1% in the world. And reflectors are known. We just found this out like a couple of weeks ago. This was very interesting. So now it makes so much sense, but reflectors, they have absolutely no centers that are defined. They are fully open all the time. So that means they're picking up energy everywhere all the time. If they don't understand their own boundaries, if they don't understand energetic hygiene, they are, it's so easy for them to go out there, take energy, come into the house and plant it there. So I now looking back, I'm like, that's exactly what happened. She would go out, she would, um, you know, typical, whatever teenager stuff and then come home. And I would literally, she would be driving home. She's maybe two, three blocks away. And my body is like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? And sure enough, she'd walk through the door and I'm like, why do I get anxiety every single time she comes home? At first I thought it was her. And then I, I needed help. Therapy didn't work. I like, I I didn't want therapy. Like my body was no, like I'm not doing this, but I need help. 
And uh, my mom ended up finding a friend of a friend who was, she did emotional freedom tapping, EFT. That's all we knew. So I go and have a session with her and I realize like it's a lot of talking. She's also super tapped in and like, she's saying shit. Like she's feeling like my grandfather. She's feeling like people that I used to talk to when I was little. And like, just like, I was like, this is wacky. Like this is, you know, back then. So this is, I'm 15. I guess that must've been 20, like 2000, uh, I want to say 2005. Like, it's not really a thing, right? Like you don't really hear about like spiritual people. Like it wasn't a thing yet. And so I was telling her about my anxiety and, you know, everything that I was kind of holding in my chest. I was like, I don't really know what to do with it. She starts talking to me about energetic hygiene and how to ground myself and how to clean myself and how to protect myself. And it was mind blowing. I was like, like, you don't, this is just crazy, but this is the shit I need. I know I need this. And then we started doing some EFT together, which is emotional freedom tapping. And so you're, you're basically tapping on meridian points of your nervous system, really allowing whatever comes up. And so stating statements, like, even though I'm feeling really anxious, I still love and accept myself. And even saying that I was like, Whoa, I love myself. Like I accept really like I, this feels weird. And she's like, just keep going, just keep going. And so I would have, I would have massive breakthroughs with her of just like, realizing even, you know, a a reoccurring story at the time was when the divorce happened, like there was a story that I had to carry everything. Like my mom was coming to me for support. My, my dad come home. My dad is either not present or drinking or like out at work. And my sister's like out and about, like no one's there. And I'm like, I feel like I'm the one who's kind of holding the whole thing. And even though that may have been true, that was the first time that someone told me that I was not the victim in this story and that no one asked me to do that. And I chose part of me chose to do that. And I was mind blown. I was 15. And I was like, what are you saying? You're telling me that I chose to do this. Like, this doesn't make any sense. And sure enough, we tapped on it because I was pissed. I was pissed. I remember being mad at her. I was like, fuck you. Like, how dare you tell me that I chose this? And sure enough, we're tapping and And it was the deepest relief I had ever felt in my entire life. And yeah, it just kind of evolved from there. I kept going to see her, um, kept going for sessions. Um, Then it it got a little bit more spiritual. So more like tapped into like, what am I called to do? She was like seeing certain things and, and also kind of discerning, you know, like it's very easy to hear what these people have to say and they're so tapped in and it's amazing. But I also had to learn to drop what didn't feel resonant like she would see certain outcomes for me. And I'd be like, yeah, I don't feel like that's what's going to happen. And she's like, no, 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 this is what's going to happen. So I had to learn how to like discern, like drop certain things and take what I like and and leave what I don't and trust myself deeply. Cause it's very easy to put someone on an authority pedestal and make it like they know, and I don't. And so I feel like from then, I mean, it was a constant navigation. You know, I went through a big phase of doing drugs, a lot of partying, um, losing myself, still doing really well in school, got a business degree um, somehow. (laughs) And then I got into a really toxic relationship when I was 19. That really opened me up to a lot. Uh, Kind of like one of those rock bottoms moments where I, you know, we were together for almost two years. He was cheating the whole time, doing drugs behind my back. Um, treating me like absolute shit, very, quite abusive, not physically, but emotionally and energetically, just really 
yeah, abusive, not, not beautiful at all. Um, I learned so much though. And it, that's what brought me into the fitness industry because I was feeling like absolute crap. Sure. My mentor is helping me, but like my body needs health. So I started going to the gym every single day. That was where I would go is like, go to the gym, work out. And then I met these girls who were doing bikini fitness competitions. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is absolutely <laughs> absurd. You're going on stage, you're showing off your body and like getting tanned like this. Like we don't see the stuff in France, you know? So it's like, this is, doesn't make any sense. So did that for a couple of years, which is very interesting. Learned a lot from there too. Definitely had another rock bottom in that experience. And then I decided to be a personal trainer because everybody was kind of asking me and that's, that's like my flow of life is like any work that changes is always because people ask me for it, which is, we'll get to, I'm sure eventually as to where I'm at now, but it's always these invitations of like, Oh, personal trainer. Really? Hmm, maybe I'll just do that. Um, did that was amazing. Killed it, loved it. And then there was another shift started traveling was like, okay. I even traveled before that a lot, um, by myself had no money though. Very not safe, no money, no phone. Nobody knew where I was, um, really trying to figure out my way. And then this time it was like, Oh, I have the money now. I have a phone now, like traveling feels different. And yeah, went to Bali, went to Thailand, lived there for like six months. Um, learned a lot, <laughs> came back, decided to do full-time coaching online because people were asking me for it. And it was before, again, it was like a thing that you saw and that everybody was kind of doing. And, um, yeah, that's kind of been my journey. I mean, there's so many more layers and now I'm just kind of entering, actually I'm getting out of another rock bottom and merging with those lessons and those, um, new upgrades in my, in my field. And it's, yeah, it's just been, it's been crazy. It's been a, it's been a wild journey and I'm sure, I mean, I know there's so much more and it's never what we think and it's completely unpredictable, no matter how much work you do on yourself and you try to manifest the life that you want. Like when you're in service to God, it's just like, good luck doing anything on your own. Like it's never about you and it's never about what you think or what you want it to be. And it's always, always. And as I'm saying this, my heart is just like, like it is <laughs> always bigger than you. Like the second you try to make it about yourself, the, the less space you give it to be what it wants to be through your expression that you call life. And see, even that, I don't remember what I just said. So that wasn't me. Um, yeah. And now I'm here on a podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful yeah so i think that lays a very good groundwork for uh what you do today mm -hmm. so why don't you give us a brief overview of what you like to do in terms of service to others and um how you would go about describing it i guess yeah. So when I first started coaching, it was actually really, and I remember us working together and it was so hard to, to really pinpoint what I do. Like I couldn't, I still don't know how to describe it, to be honest. Um, the main way that I would say is that it's a lot of energetic work. So everything is energy. And that was one thing at one point in time, I'm like, so frustrated. Cause I'm like, I can't figure out what to call me. Like myself, I, I just, I, <laughs> like, I don't, so I don't know, like, what is me? What am I, what is me, me doing to with others? Like, I just don't understand. And 
and things are always changing and you're always learning so much that you're like, okay, so, you know, this is really resonant. This is truth for now. And then that changes. And you're like, shit, well now this feels, so I was like, what is the one thing that I know for sure is a truth, no matter what I end up studying, no matter which direction I go, what is, I know for a fact truth. And that was energy. Energy is truth and everything is energy and energy cannot be created nor destroyed. Okay, cool. I'm not talking about Reiki stuff. I'm literally talking about the energetics of consciousness and everything and everyone at all times. And that's when I started kind of playing with it, really understanding like, wait, how does manifesting work? Is it really like that? Like, what's this type of work? What's self-healing? How does the body function? And oh, huge missing piece that I forgot to mention that brought me into this work is that my body started breaking down in ways that nobody could explain. And I was plant-based, vegan, blah, 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 that whole thing. I did a lot of detox, um, really was trying to just support myself to feel better and to feel more alive. And my body just started speaking to me in ways that I was like, what are you saying? Like my hands, I will never, do you remember my hand story? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was crazy. So there was one with uh, end of 2019, uh, my knee just out of nowhere shot out. Like I was in my kitchen reaching for a fork, my foot stayed planted and my knee internally rotated and just boop, that was it. No pain, nothing. I just was like, okay, that was weird. Went to bed, woke up, can't walk. I'm a personal trainer at this time. I'm doing animal flow teachings and seminars. That's on all fours. I literally can't even walk down the stairs. I'm like, this is, that was a rock bottom for sure. One of my deepest wounds came up. That was really hard. And then all of a sudden I am waking up with my hands cramped up like crabs and I, and it's painful. And I'm like, do I have like osteoporosis? Like I'm 25. How is this a thing? So I start changing my diet. I, and then I start to witness my teeth are like decaying at the bottom. And I'm like, yo, I'm breaking down. I'm doing everything I can. And I've never felt such a deep sense of betrayal for my body. I was like, fuck you. I'm working out. I'm eating well. How do you, how are you doing this to me? Like, this is insane. And I had a huge breakdown in my kitchen, fully on my knees, crying, just like hyperventilating, scared, scared. I'm like, I don't understand what is going on. And then within three days, my hands went away and came back to normal. And and the only thing that changed was my emotional state. And I was like, okay, now this is weird. Like, obviously that was all emotional. That was all thinking about the hands. That's all heart. I'm like, okay, yep. Went through a breakup, some pain there. Is it about the breakup or is it about another breakup that I never processed? Like there was like so many layers that were coming up. So I started like going deep. I'm like an all-in person. So I would start going deep into that work um, and really understanding and just made sense to me. And just like the way that I see it and understand it in terms of like the body and the energetics of it. And like, how we function with other energies, whether it's our physical environment or people or businesses or relationships. Like I was like starting to see a pattern that made so much sense to me and I'm still discovering that. And yeah, I, I think it just led me into that path of supporting other people with that, with different uh, layers and, and modalities of meditation and breath work. And what does breath even mean? And how do we utilize that? And how does our body, what is our body saying in terms of like, it's the story that it holds and what is it trying to communicate to us every single day? And do we have the patience and the awareness to really hear what it's calling for and what it wants to tell you, um, the eye of the self and 
can I, can I really choose to utilize this relationship to support me into having a more aligned, expansive life force energy running through my veins so that I can really do what I want to do in this life on this earth. And so I started, I guess, coaching self-healing and that was really expansive. I started my podcast called your expansive self. Cause that's, again, if I just look at energies, I just, it's either con- contracting or it's expanding and it never stops like energies, even things that are solid, they look solid and you can think it's solid, but the particles internally, no matter what, they're always vibrating, always vibrating. So nothing is ever actually solid. And, um, yeah. So just supporting women with that, really understanding how their bodies are talking to them, their own energy doing, you know, the mind work, the, the heart work, the body work, the subconscious work. Um, and then naturally things just started evolving. That was mainly last year. My business exploded, ended up making six figures like that super easy in a couple months. And, and, um, now what's happening, which is very interesting because I have so much resistance to it, but people are coming forward and asking me is coaching them in their leadership and their businesses. And I never, to me, the part where there's resistance is like, even though it's happening now and I have clients where I'm helping them with, with it now, it's me not wanting to be like others. Cause there's so many business coaches out there that I'm like, no, like that's been a theme in my life. Rebelish, like, <laughs> Like not wanting to con- like to, to the contrarian. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, and it shows up in all my charts. I'm a double Leo and my moon sign is Aquarius. So I'm also very like, I need my alone time. I need to be home. I'm, I'm introverted. I'm an extroverted introvert. So, and my force is very penetrative. So some people can call it masculine, but it's, it's matured over the years, which feels very supportive to women who want to be a more understanding of how to be in their feminine energy and their emotions and having their hearts open and understanding different polarities. in that too has been a game changer and understanding the difference between men and women and how we can support each other and how different we are and how much we actually get to claim that and how it impacts our relationships and our businesses and everything is so connected. So how you're showing up in your relationship is also how you're showing up in business and how you're showing up with yourself is the same thing. And, you know, who's running the show? Is it your inner child that is like screaming to be acknowledged or is it your adult self? Cause I think, I think so many times people are operating in a way of like, why am I doing this? Like, this is so fucking weird. And it's like, yeah, dude, cause it's not you, it's your inner child. <laughs> that's why it feels foreign. And that's why <clears throat> weird is because you haven't done that work to really live your life parallel to her or him and welcome them into your experience now. And, uh, and that will reflect in detoxing too. You know, um, one of my teachers last year was when I was detoxing for a couple months and you went down that path too. She was explaining the importance of checking in with your inner child every single day when it comes to detoxing, because you're shedding layers. And if your inner child feels abandoned, your body's going to react because your body is literally a reflection and a full representation of your subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind is your inner child. So that was really powerful work, like detoxing and like, like checking in with your inner child every day, be like, Hey, you're coming with me. Like we're living a new life. Like we're shedding these layers. Like they're not ours anymore. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just can, I can keep talking. Like, it's, it's been a wild journey. Um, 
did I answer your question? What do I do now? Yeah. I, I, I like to call myself a mentor now more than a coach because I found out and looked up curious about words, just like you coach is very oriented around. Here's a problem. Here's a solution. And mentor is about someone who is guiding another person through multiple layers of the life experiences, which I definitely feel like that's more of what I am. And my whole point is like really getting back into people understanding and knowing their wholeness. So if we keep perpetuating people thinking that they're broken, they're going to keep coming back to me thinking that I can fix them or heal them when really they can support themselves into healing themselves into remembering that they're whole. So mentoring feels much more aligned for me now than coaching. Um, yeah. And I'm just owning more of that. And just, I mean, clients that I love supporting right now is like, and what's happening and what is coming forward in my life is, is women who want to be supported long-term, like one call a month for like the next five, 10 years. Like I'm the right wing woman, literally in their pockets. Like I'm here, I'm not going anywhere because they know that I am so deeply devoted to my growth and my expansion that no matter where I'm going, they're coming with me and we're fucking killing it together. Um, and every out, every area of their lives and deeper relationships, commitments, and devotion to all of this type of living and choosing as to who we want to be in the world. Um, and really choosing to be the revolution that we want to see. So yeah. Revolution. Yeah. I resonate with a lot of what you're sharing. <clears throat> the uh, those contrarian feels. <laughs> it can. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting when you when you're in one of those seasons of your life where you're kind of able to be a little bit more macro and like look down on, you know, what you've been doing, seasons you've been in, etc. I've found that <clears throat> specifically with that thread of like for the contrarians out there, I've found that, you know, so much of my life has been, has become what it is because of this deep underlying desire. I almost want to call it a need <laughs> right? to go was- against the grain. And then at the same time, I recognize that some of the biggest resistances blocks, etc., mm-hmm. come from that same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like sometimes it's like, Jeremy, why do you have to make everything so difficult on yourself? Like yes. just just do the thing. And it's like, yes. but I can't do the thing because everyone else does the thing. <laughs> right. It's and a I, weird thing. I mean, I had to go, like there was a point where I was even calling myself a disruptor. <laughs> and and it is like I am that like a hundred like yeah. you come to me with your stories like I'm not feeding any of your stories like I'm yeah. going to tell you the truth and even like that's part of like my path in my life that I know for a fact like again relating back to human design or even like something like as a Leo or my enneagram like everything lines up to the same fucking shit and in terms of human design, like every single one of my centers are defined except for one so I'm a straight line baby like I am like literally that's a penetrative force of just like, I see what's going on. Like I see the truth. And, and again, what is truth? Like everything is truth and everything is not truth in the first place or in the end. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's completely whatever, whatever you think you're right about, you're right. Like, um, but there's, there's this ability for me to see really clearly as to what's going on. And that was part of my journey is like really trusting myself 
deeply as to what I'm feeling. Cause I was told I was crazy or I was off or too much or whatever, all the stories that a lot of women hear. And part of that disruptor energy is, and also like really tapping into the energetics of that choosing. And if energy works in circles, so literally every, that's what they mean. Like whatever you put out, you receive more of is like energy just works in circle. I was realizing that any, if I was really going to anchor myself in this disruptive energy, um, there's this rebelish kind of anger behind it of resistance and like pushing and forcing. And I was realizing that I was receiving clients in that way too, of them being like, ah, and I was like, oh my God, I'm just feeding their fucking stories. And here, and like, that's not part of the change. That's not really true leadership. True leadership mm-hmm. is understanding the resistance, seeing the resistance, seeing the problems. And this is part of us being the revolution, seeing what's off, what's not in alignment and like, fuck knows, right. We're able to spot them miles away, but it's up to you to process that in your body and your experience first and then choose to lead from a place of love and acceptance and expansion and deeper um, integrated solutions that are much more in alignment with love and God. Because if you just keep going and fighting the system, and that was part of my my rut and the and the rock bottom that I experienced in the last year was like, if you're just going to keep fighting a system, there's always going to be right and uh, reasons to fight over and over and over again. And that energy is exhausting. And then now you're not actually living from your heart. You're just living to prove a point. And again, energy works in circles. So if you're going to work and operate from this energy of proving and defending, what are you going to get back? More reasons, more situations, more experiences, more people to fight and to prove and defend to you. And there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not making anyone wrong with this. I know for experience, it's exhausting. It's depleting. It's actually lower states of consciousness, which we had a full podcast on, on my podcast. It's not actually benefiting anyone. It's a lose-lose to you and the the energetics out there. So it's more about understanding how can we operate from a full win-win, but that requires a lot of self-introspection, integration, embodiment work, and radical honesty and like deep support from other people who understand what the hell is going on. So it's not the answer. And that was a big thing for me. It's like, fuck, but I just want to keep fighting. And it's like, (laughs) so now I have to understand how to self-source my fire and use it for greater good all the time. Not let it run me and me being in charge of it. That was a huge game changer. That brings up a lot for me being in the space that I'm now in. Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, and it, it's funny because when we had, when we had that podcast, which is still probably my favorite yeah. podcast mm-hmm. that the I've ever done. This one? What'd you say? The levels of consciousness one? The levels of, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. The levels of consciousness podcast. <clears throat> that was, that was notably before I ever stepped into what I do now. If right. you remember, it was mm-hmm. like early 2020 when people were starting to like turn on each other. <laughs> And we, and like people, there was a lot going on around the construct of race. There was a lot going on around the act of uh, protesting, however people define that. And that was the context that laid us being like, yo, let's talk about it. Yeah. And then like what, what transpired for me in my journey led me to a place where I'm proactively helping people with solutions around freedom in the 3D plane. Mm -hmm. And 
I think something that has always something I've been very careful about navigating and also something that just always stands out to me is like a lot of people um, come into the work and they're coming from an energy of anger and resentment. And it's most, it's most of the people who are reaching out. It's most of, if, if I want to call them my peers, the people that teach in the sovereignty space, Mm -hmm. a lot of my, um, past mentors, because I like to learn from a wide variety of people. Mm -hmm. When I sit with like, how does this feel in my body? And like, where are they at in terms of like, is this a message of like love and empowerment? Or is this a message of like payback, et cetera? Mm -hmm. Because to me, like, if you're going about the process of sovereignty in the sense of like, you, I'm just going to use the word you, but usually it's they, You have fucked me for so long that it's my turn. And that is just like exactly what you're talking about. Like energy begets energy. And so it's like the energy in which we go about things is so, Mm -hmm. so important. And it's Mm -hmm. been, it's been extremely challenging, but also the most rewarding in like the way that I teach this stuff and the way that the way that I teach it being different Mm -hmm. is I'm not teaching from a place of like, here you guys go have Adam, if you will, which is what a lot of people are wanting. Like, just tell me what I need so I can fight the system or whatever it may be. Right. Get out of the matrix. Yeah. To me, it's about providing solutions so that people can live a more private life Mm -hmm. and, um, choose if they want, if they align with that to somewhat, um, detach and have a little bit more autonomy in their Mm -hmm. life and not be like tricked into consenting into things that oppress them. But Mm -hmm. it's a very different, uh, it's a very different conversation from the energetics that most people are going about it from. So I don't Mm -hmm. want to hijack the conversation, but that brings up a lot because that's that's my space and that's what I totally get it. And I, I mean, when you were getting in it, I was also starting to, we always end up kind of, I have a few friends in my life that we we live our lives very parallel. So like, you're one of those where you were like, even before you're, you were teaching what you're teaching now, you were starting to get into it, posting about things. And I was like, dude, I'm doing the same thing. And I definitely had to, again, had to process that anger where it was like, holy fuck, like we didn't have a choice or it felt like we didn't have a choice. And people like us who are in that what did you call them? The rebels? You had a word that I don't Contrarians. Contrarians. So people like that, I think one of our core values for sure is freedom. And like, that's the reason we are who we are and why we're doing what we're doing is to be free, free of the self, free of our bodies, free of emotions. And like, that doesn't mean we're not connected to it or in it. It's actually the complete opposite. We're fully so in it, deeply in it. We understand that freedom is an internal game. And freedom can only be you choosing to give yourself that, that will, that like, I mean, that, that goes against a lot of things that we've been taught. So, and any time that, you know, I experience moments where I feel controlled, I'm like, okay, let's check in for a moment. Am I actually controlled or am I just resisting something that I'm not wanting to fully allow myself to go in because I'm afraid I won't be free? very different than actually not being free or being controlled. 
I'm resisting it. So actually energetically, again, if we we're just going to come back to basic foundational truth, energy is always moving in our bodies, in our experiences, in money, in clients in ideas and visions, like it's always moving. The only reason why it won't move in your experience, in your body is that there is some type of resistance you are creating resistance. And that's a big piece of ownership and self-leadership is recognizing, oh shit, I am causing resistance somewhere, somehow consciously, subconsciously. And also you can't fuck with like the natural biology of life. Like sometimes like most rock bottoms, it's yeah, there's a piece that you're resisting a lot too, but also like your path was paved a long time ago. And it's not that you can't change it, but like, God's going to give you stuff that you need that you never expected or that you weren't even resisting or open to. It just kind of is. So I think that takes out a big piece of like the self, the self blame. I see a lot of people take on in like the self-help spiritual uh, manifesting uh, industry where they're like, Oh, I'm attracting everything I receive in my life. And it's like, not always. No, I just got out yeah. of a really bad partnership, like really fucking terrible. And sorry, I should rephrase. It wasn't terrible, but it brought up a lot of shadowy aspects. Let's just say that that's a way better way of saying that. And it was really hard to not make it a story about me or how much work I had done on myself. Cause it's like, how could I be in this position? How, 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 and then voicing that out loud to my community worse. That is scary as hell because now they're going to judge me. Now that's all stories. That's all stories. But can, if I really pull back out of myself, out of this, out of the physical, if I really like think uh, as God, was that something I attracted? Maybe, maybe it was also something that was served to me lovingly. So I could really understand something deeper that I wouldn't have been able to, if it wasn't in my fullest experience. Mm. So I think those are parts where like, we get to also have a lot of self-compassion is like, if we're here for a bigger game, for a bigger vision, for a new paradigm to be the trailblazers that we know that we are. And the definition of trailblazer is like, we're literally paving new paths. Mm -hmm. If that is what is being called forward in us, you're going to have to experience things that are not yours. Mm -hmm. That's just part of the game. So are you going to resist it or are you going to allow yourself to be fully in it, trusting fully and having that deep fucking faith of like, okay, I, I don't know what this means. And maybe I attracted it. Maybe not. I don't need to self blame. Usually sitting in silence long enough, you'll, you'll get a gist of it. And <laughs> sometimes maybe not. Um, but yeah, if you can just allow yourself to really emerge yourself in, in it without making it so much about you, then you'll be able to like navigate with a little bit more grace and a little bit more trust. I don't what know. What comes to mind as you're talking is the word maturity. Yes. It's like spiritual maturity. <laughs> Huge. And um, having just turned 30 a few weeks ago, hey. I've done a lot of like reflection lately mm-hmm. on my 20s. And I really feel like I just closed one of those macro karmic loops and I'm not as into the, or I won't say I'm not as into it. I'm not as educated in like the astrology <clears throat> as it sounds like you are. So I don't know like about those things closing or opening, but mm-hmm. I just intuitively can feel like for sure I'm entering a new, a new thing. So I've been in sort of transitory phase, but one of the things I've noticed is like, I fell into so many of these like 
I've been calling them psyops lately, but I, I understand <laughs> that that's like, t- <laughs> that that's like triggering to people. Part of me likes to do that. I apologize guys. <laughs> um, but anyway, I've been really reflecting on like how many different psyops I fell into and like, I know you know what I mean because we fell into some of the same ones together. But yep. <laughs> for example, like there's even some more unique ones when you're like, for example, in the echo chamber of being a spiritual coach on Instagram yeah. and like some of those things that you start to normalize. And like, for example, from I've been on Instagram since 2013 as a creator. And when you're a creator and this is your business, this is your sole income you're spending a lot of time on the platform. If you're not putting stuff out, you're paying attention to what other people are putting out, mm-hmm. at least other creators, mm-hmm. if you're going to be good at what you do, at, le- at least for a while. And um, that has a real effect on you over time. It, it's molding your unconscious the same way that if you mm-hmm. are still unfortunately making the mistake of watching TV, then that's having a big effect on your unconscious mind over time. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's some of these beliefs that just slipped right in because they were like, gave my morality a a half chub or something. And then they never, they, they slipped in unquestioned. And like, um, as you're talking, it kind of brings up one of them, which is like this concept of like, as humans were meaning making machines and sometimes there doesn't need to be a meaning to something. And there's a shitload of freedom in that. Mm-hmm. If you don't have to make everything about you and you can sometimes just realize like, yo, I'm also an animal. And like, I have this deep biological incessant need to try to make meaning of a world that is inherently chaos. Yep. And sometimes it's way bigger than you'll ever fathom. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason that I brought up like the whole psyops and stuff like that is because I feel like that's packaged into the whole woke community 101 starter pack, which is like law of attraction. Like everything you think and everything you write and everything you say is what you're attracting. And like Ugh. some of those things we've both been through it though. We've both been 100%. through it and, and because it's, but it's blanketed in this morality that is honorable. It's like, yeah, yeah fuck yeah. Personal responsibility over everything. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, how far is too far? Where it's like, you, you're you this little ant on this fucking speck of rock that's like fl- <laughs> flying around the universe. Mm-hmm. You're literally nothing. And like, we make ourselves to be like, oh, I'm causing this. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're a fucking, you're a grain of sand, bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like coming that's back serious. to understanding that like, uh, we're an ecosystem. So actually every little thing affects everything. So you are nothing and you're everything all at once because without you, we wouldn't be functioning the way that we need to. And without you, I don't even know, but it's like, it's coming back to understanding really like you're everything and you're nothing. Like you're fucking no one. And you're the most special thing also like, and in that it's just recognizing like, that's the piece of polarity is like, there's no black and white, but our minds create And I think that's, it's the beauty of, of having the gift of polarity in our world of, of seeing so black and white so that we can create, I always say this, we can create our own shades of gray and that is completely up to you. 
Um, and so seeing like even the good versus the bad or the shadow versus the light. And like, if you're stuck into one place and you're not acknowledging the other, I said this for years too, like, cause the whole love and light thing, when it started, it just like threw me in for, I just, I couldn't stand love and light. I just, it fucking came to find me so hard. Like I was like, you want to ignite me? I'm <laughs> like, I was just like, bah. so, but in that, oh my God. I, oh, my, my way of, of addressing it with a lot of kindness as much as possible. <laughs> what's the, what's the real lately? Watch me, watch <laughs> this shit. Like literally oh that God. was happening, <laughs> but the way that I was explaining to it in a way that it could be as, as loving as possible was saying, if you're not willing to acknowledge the darkness and the shadow, you best believe you're not, you're not operating in the light Thanks. at all. Mm-hmm. So actually the greatest freedom is going to your depths. Like the shit that are the darkest, most shadowy, painful, fearful aspects of your reality, of your existence, of who you think you are, of your own fears, of what you've been resisting, of the shit that you don't want to look at. That's where you go. Does that mean that you stay there? No, do not get attached staying there. Cause a lot of people will be like, this is me. And it's like, it's not you, but you have to go there, explore it, navigate it. Like literally what I'm seeing, like intuitively now is like, like a deep, dark, cringy ass forest that you're like, Oh my God, get me out. And you're just like navigating through the branches and all the gunk and the spider webs. Yeah. Go in, go in there. Cause that's the shit that is looking to be alchemized. Being a trailblazer is not an easy path. That's literally why I called my coaching programs the courageous path. It takes a lot of courage. Um, I was sorry, I'm having a brain fart because I read something earlier today where somebody said you don't need courage, or sorry, they don't you don't need it doesn't require bravery. And I was like, What? What do you mean? <laughs> I was really confused by that. Um couldn't disagree more. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing too, is that there's so much information on Instagram, right? People are like contradicting each other all the time. They're always saying different things all the time. And that is the piece for me that has been the most important in my work is getting people to remember, like, think about it. If someone is really anchored in their truth and also open to receiving and evolving more, right? Cause it's not just like, okay, this is it. And that's it. But if they trust themselves, if they trust their body, if they're doing the work to clear out any self-doubt, any worry, any um, parts of themselves that are preventing them from really seeing Ooh, there's thunder. Um, <laughs> but if, if, if someone's really confident and like, okay, my life path has made this, this has been the patterns. This is where I was. This is where I'm at. I'm at now. This is where God is leading me into. These are the visions that I'm, I'm, I'm receiving. This is how open my heart is like, do you think this person can get fucked with when it comes to bullshit information on Instagram? Hell no. They see, it and they're like, okay. I'm I'm like, I'm open. I'm curious to exploring this, but I'm not going to attach myself to this as like, this is the answer. And I think the reason why people are so attached all the time to like, this is a thing. This is how, first of all, it's a form of control, right? And like, when you think you have control, which doesn't exist, you feel safer. So actually what's happening is like, not everyone understands what deep safety means within themselves. Everyone feels like they don't belong on this planet. Everyone, I shouldn't say everyone cancel clear. A lot of people feel like they don't belong on the planet. They don't know what true inner safety is. 
they are probably operating from a deep sense of codependency. So therefore authority and power dynamics, government, parents, boyfriends, girlfriends, friends, whatever. So they're constantly in a position where they feel lower than not confident, no power. And they keep going into external things all the time to feel safe, to feel worthy, to feel valued, to feel like they have a purpose here because without those things, fuck, who am I now? But that's the shit we need to heal because then you're just going to keep finding yourself in power dynamics that are going to fuck you over. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that from personal experiences. Like I'm not talking out of my ass. Like I've been there. I know what that feels like. It's not pleasant. And then you get out of it and it's very hard not to put it on yourself of like, how the fuck did I get into that situation? How? And that's where faith comes in because or else you're going to go into a deep, dark hole of self-blame and it's not going to be pretty. Mic drop. <laughs> I have a hunch you resonate with Jordan Peterson's work. Honestly, I haven't even read much of it at all. I like follow him on Instagram. That's about it. Well, just I- hit what he's about. I do. Yes. Um, I think he is a force that we need right now. I think he is a trailblazer. Um, he doesn't care to please others. He speaks what he thinks is true. If he, if people disagree with him, good, let them. And I, that's the, that's the deeper aspect of not giving a shit of what people think. And we're always going to, of course, we're going to have like situations where like, Oh, I kind of care what they think, you know, but like the more we go inward and we deeply accept ourselves and we know who we are and we value ourselves and we value our presence in the world with ourselves. It always like, it's you with you. And really like that's, that's where it starts. And the more that we allow ourselves to go to those depths and, and also to be witnessed in those depths, like by friends, by mentors, by coaches, people who we truly can value who they are and we can truly feel safe with. I mean, there's a whole other opening of expression into the world that we get from that. I'm even thinking like me with my mentors, but also the clients that I have with me, like watching them unfold just because they feel safe, just because they feel safe and they can finally be who they want to be. And they can find, they finally have permission to themselves to be who they want to be, to be fully in that, in that power, in that confidence. And, you know, the level of vulnerability I experienced with my girlfriends and like, it brings up a lot of shit. And, and the, the, the males, the, 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 the men that I have in my life, like we're here to support each other into healing the deep shit that we can't do on our own. Like if you want, you can heal on your own, you really can, but it'll, it'll only take you to a certain extent. The deepest healing happens in connection in relationships and partnerships and friendships in, in, in relationships with, with work too clients, coaches, mentors, teachers, like that's the real heal. Like that's the core shit. That's a fact. Yeah. Like even yep. yesterday I woke up with so much anxiety and I had no idea why it's probably because I've been doing a lot of hypnosis work and my dreams have been insane. And so the night before I had a dream where gravity didn't exist and I was in a truck and this chick is driving the truck up a mountain, literally we're upside down. Like we're going to fucking fall and crash. And I'm fucked. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm back. I'm back here. I'm like, we're going to fall in two seconds. And it was true. And so my nerve, I'm very vivid dreams, very lucid dreaming. So my body felt it. And I woke up with that feeling of like falling. Mm, Yeah. 
And so I had anxiety and I'm like, Oh my God. And a, a pattern of mine is when I'm anxious, it's very easy for my mind. Again, human design, all my centers being defined. The only one who's not is my ego center. So it's very inconsistent, very in and out. Sometimes I'm really like in my mind, sometimes I'm not at all. And, uh, so it's very easy for my mind to start creating stories. So I really, I have to pay attention to that. And now that I know and have done enough work, I see the patterns. I can catch it a lot better. And so I'm, I'm with my girlfriend and I'm, I'm, she's like, what's going on. I'm like, I don't know. Like I'm super anxious and automatically could hear my mind starting to go. It's this relationship. And it's this thing with work. And it's, and it's like, Hey, it doesn't have to be a whole thing. It could just be your body's experiencing anxiety from your dream. That's it. And she laid me down and I was like, I don't even know what to do. I feel like too much at this point. Right. Which is a trigger that's going to come up in relationship, like feeling like we're too much. We're asking, we don't want to be a burden. And she's so unconditional, literally so fucking unconditional, no expectation in friendship. And I was wearing a dress and we're again, as the women that I have in my life, like, I mean, we'll get naked and go swimming in the water and like play in mud. And like, we're totally fucking free to be fully expressed. And that has healed so much for me. And so she takes off my dress and brings oil and just puts her hand on my belly, which is like the most vulnerable place you can possibly touch. And she's just loving on it, not expecting anything, not doing, just loving on it. And I was like, I feel like the luckiest woman ever person human. Like I, I don't, I don't understand how to explain this level of vulnerability and safety that I get to experience. And this is just very reflective as to how much work I've done for myself and what we can allow into our lives. When we shed those layers of attachments, of woundings, of triggers, of conditioning, of programming. And I left there feeling so held, so supportive, you know, and she checked on me this morning and I was like, totally cool. Like it just moved, whatever it was, it just moved. So again, allowing the energy to just move the second you try to make a story out of it, hold on to it, attach to it. It'll get constricted. It'll hold on even tighter. It'll expand even more into your body becomes this whole fucking loop, but it's been those levels of friendship have been like, how do you explain that? I, I, I still don't know how to wrap my mind around how healing that is. And we can get that too. in like in different partnerships and different dynamics that are healthy and not power plays. Power plays. How long has that theme been coming up for you? I haven't heard you speak on it before. Like the power dynamics stuff. I think my whole life, to be honest. Okay. Because I mean, as a little girl, dad's the hero, dad is dad, ooh, dad. And then, you know, you grow up and then it's a boyfriend and then, you know, break up another boyfriend and then it's the government and then it's the boss at work and then it's, you know, uh, whoever else, honestly. And it's really like, we've been taught those power dynamics are normal. Um, and I think when you finally understand how that plays out, how it sounds, what you feel from it, like the patterns that end up happening of self-doubt and of questioning like that, that's the shit was like, hold up a second, one sec. What is this? Because that self-doubt is probably the number one thing I always feel in a power play is like the questioning yourself of like, wait a second. Am I really like that? Am I, why am I acting like this? Like, this feels weird. Like that shit. 
Um, and I really think it's a result of codependency. And again, none of this shit is bad. It's not bad. It's just, it's part of the experiencing. And a lot of us have been subconsciously taught codependency because of a, okay. Our, our mothers didn't really have hobbies or things to look forward to when we were kids. Cause they were still at home. Moms were still that generation where it wasn't normal for them to be at work or to do, or to have other hobbies with stay at home, focus on the kid only. And now we're the only source of her happiness, which will form an attachment style that is not healthy. There's going to be a dependency from the kid to the mom or the mom to the kid. That's going to play out over time. And then there's also ways that our nervous system was structured the first three years of our lives. You know, was dad present? Was he not present? What happened when you yelled and you cried for support and for holding? When at night, a lot of us have been, our parents were taught, let them cry themselves to sleep. Automatically, what's being programmed in our awareness is I'm yelling at the top of my lungs to be saved, to be, to be held. And I need I need your trust right now. I need to trust you. So I'm, I'm literally yelling for you to come and to hold me because this is what I need right now. And then we were shown that that wasn't okay. And we were shown that that wasn't safe and that we couldn't trust our parents. We can trust ourselves. And that will play a massive part. Like I just saw that in one of my hypnosis work like two weeks ago, like I was literally in my crib crying and nobody was coming. And it's a very common story. Nobody came. So what do you think that ends up doing to my nervous system? Even with my relationship to God, you know, how many times I've been like, God, why, why would you do this to me? Why aren't you hearing me? Why aren't you hearing me? You think God is that conditional? Hell no. But I think he, she, it is because of my programming of when I was a baby. You're never getting punished, right? That's another program is like, you're not getting punished. It's not, I don't even like to call them tests because a test is like you either succeed or you fail. So then there's a wrong and then there's a right. That doesn't feel right. And then talking about forgiveness, forgiveness is super powerful, but there's still a connotation of you did something wrong or someone did something wrong. Who states this is wrong or right? Who said it? So I think those are just like good pieces of self-reflection that we can have for ourselves in order to start living more in grace. Really, that's what it is. It's just grace. But we can't, if we're not allowing or willing to go back and to see like how our life was back then, like even my birthday is next week. All of a sudden I start feeling anxious. I'm like, why am I feeling anxious? This is weird. My, my body remembers though. When I was four years old, I took too long to blow out my candles to make a wish. My dad got upset and sent me to my room. So what do you think that does to my body? Oh, right. Anytime I get celebrated, I shrink. Anytime people throw me comments, I shrink. And I've been told my whole life, I'm too much, too much fire. I talk too much. I have too much emotion. I'm too passionate. I'm just too much. So what do you think if I allow that into my field in any capacity, my heart's going to start to close. And for women, women, if you're listening to this, your greatest fucking superpower is to have your heart as open as possible, no matter what the fuck happened to you. 
And I hope that you take that in and you hold on to it as truth. So all those things are invitations to really like soften into the world. Allow those th- the things that people have shamed you for to be your greatest fucking superpower. Those things are your juice. Like that's the juice that you came here for. Those are the things that you got to alchemize and own, claim it. I talk a fuck ton. That's why I have a podcast. Listen to my podcast. This is why I'm able to go in deep conversations that most people will never get into. My throat chakra is fucking activated. Good expression, truth. Don't we need more of that? And this whole time I've been told it was too much. Good. Fuck it. (laughs) Perfect segue to talk about rock bottoms. Yes. Because just like rock bottoms are seemingly negative, but they can be transmuted into literally the reason you're actually on earth. Yep. You have been told your whole life something that's seemingly negative. At least people delivered it in a way where it's supposed to feel negative, Mm -hmm. but it can be transmuted into your greatest gifts. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a recurring theme in life in general. I can think of different examples for myself, but it's like some of these things I'll get, I'll use one example. Um, Growing up, my parents uh, really didn't like that I asked so many questions. I was one of those kids who was, and I'm introverted in in nature. Mm -hmm. And so I was one of those kids who's definitely more introspective, looking out the window, observing life. And then I have a lot of questions about what I'm observing and I want answers. Mm -hmm. And I think looking back, like I understand now that it was just their insecurities. They didn't know how to answer my questions. So it, it got projected on me, but the way that it would be delivered is I was told I was so damn argumentative that mm-hmm. when I grew up, I was going to be a lawyer. Mm. <laughs> I had the well, same jokes thing, on them. <laughs> Not even because now I teach law. Yeah. So it's just a funny thing of like this thing that I was labeled with that I that I felt guilt and shame around mm-hmm. until I'd say my mid to late twenties. Yeah. When I, when I like fully worked, I don't know if worked through it is the right way, but more so like integrated it and like, there's not uh, resistance or like stories attached to it. It just mm-hmm. is what it is. Um, these things can often become our greatest, our greatest gifts in life. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that, whatever that weird thing is about me where in a room, I'm not the one who's talking and everyone's looking at. Mm. I'm the one who's noticing the thing that maybe no one else noticed. Mm-hmm. And then I have a lot of questions about that thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe I bring it up to someone else. I'm like, Hey, why is this happening? And they're like, oh, I don't even know. What you, I didn't even notice that. It's mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay. That's me. That's, That's like, really funny because I'm the person who's on the stage that everyone listens to. But I had been shamed for that because of, my name is very bold, especially in Canada, not in France, but here it is. It's Nat- Natasha. It's like, oh, Russian stripper name. Like I, I always <laughs> oh, shit. all the time. And I was like, fuck. And that's why I had shrunk it. I shrunk it. Is that a word? Yeah. I shrunk it to Tash because it was more playful and it wasn't so mm. sexy because that was like, I got 
going through puberty, I mean, my sister was a stick and I was like 11, 12, I got hips, I got boobs. And my name's Natasha. And it's like, it was like, she's too, like, it's almost like this, this too sexy, like whatever the fuck that. And it was, it, it fucked with me. And then I'm a Leo. People kept asking me, what am I? I'm a Leo. And it's like, oh, you're egotistic. You always want the light to be shined on you. And it's like, actually, if you really understood what it meant to be a Leo, it has nothing to do with that, but okay, cool. So I kept receiving that projection of like, you want attention. You're all about drama. No, 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 no. And going back to that immaturity. Sure. If it's not alchemized, if it's not matured, it can end up being that way. But really, we're here to pave a new path. We're here to talk about it. We are here to to lead very powerfully. Um, So if you're going to keep shaming me for that, we're going to have no leaders. And that's not going to be a fun place to be. And we all have a part to play that are very specific according to the things that you said, the the weird things about you, the, the parts that you're ashamed of, the parts that you hate. That's the shit that you need to look at. Like, I really invite you to listen to this and go, wait a second. My whole life, I've been told X, Y, Z. Now, actually, the next step would be, how can I utilize this? Really come face to face with it. Welcome it. Love it. Hey, I fucking hate you, but I'm super willing to alchemize you into my experience. Let me see what we can do with this. And that's the, you will see what will come forward. And that's a big message to send out to, to God. That's a big ass message. Like this shit that you're going to get back from that. Oof, here we go. Jesus, take the wheel. Come in. Always. Yeah. So, okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, about rock bottoms mm-hmm. because it's the same kind of, the same kind of yeah. principles here. Yeah. Um, but specifically, um, I don't know. I'll leave it up to you if you if you want to go into your recent one or not. If not, totally respect that. Um, but I think it would be cool if we both kind of talk a little bit about an example or two of some of the hardest times of your life and then retrospect what came of that. And, yep. you know, I can kind of do the same. And... um I think this is so important for people to hear. We live we live in a society where and that's why I brought up Jordan Peterson because he's the only example I can think of of someone who got famous telling people not what they wanted to hear but what they needed to hear. Yes. And the only reason that happened was because of kind of what he did with the whole school system getting kicked out and then Rogan gave him a platform and then it took off from there and a number yeah. of independent free thinkers gave him a platform. If that didn't happen, You would have never heard of him. And his whole message is like pretty much paradoxical to like most of the self-help, even spiritual space. It's like all of the good shit, all of the good shit is in the stuff you're avoiding. Mm -hmm. And that's true of rock bottoms as well. And if we think of, if we think of humans in a more zoomed out sense, like we were talking about a bit ago, Nature optimizes for the species. It uh, even bigger than that. Nature optimizes for the whole, mm-hmm. which means it doesn't care about one human necessarily. It doesn't even care about the human race. It cares about life itself and it optimizes for that. And so, in that same sense, sometimes we get so we get so caught up on something super, super granular. And in reality, 
it's we create stories around it and it ends up not being that at all. It's it's much more a macro thing. Well, in terms of the uh, the rock bottoms, I think we automatically assume that these things, because of how they feel, are yeah. to be avoided. Yeah. And literally, I haven't met or heard of or learned from or read a book about anyone who is living a life that they're really at peace with or in which they feel really good about themselves Mm -hmm. that has gotten there without at least one significant rock bottom that when other people hear about it, they're like, I can't believe that you went through that and you're here. One thing I knew that my business was changing a lot. And I knew that my relationship with Instagram was changing a lot and I didn't really know how, and I didn't really know the next steps to take. And the biggest thing that I kept hearing was right. I've been right. I like, I'm actually a great writer and I've, it's funny because, you know, going into that French and then that English school and not understanding how to write an English story. And here I am now, like I'm really powerful with my words. So Um, I was very guided to come back and to really start building a newsletter and do weekly newsletters of uh, just my experience, what I've been seeing around, you know, collectively with my, that's another kind of superpower I have. I have no idea what's going on astrologically or news, nothing. I just pick up on what I feel and I'm like, oh, people are going through this right now. And I'm seeing this in my clients and like, this is a theme. And then sure enough, every time I I share about it, people are like, how did you know? Like, so anyway, so I'm, I'm, I wrote this week, part of like really owning more of my rock bottom was to share a newsletter about it and just like be very open about what I've been going through. So it has been a challenging few months for many of us. And when I say us, I also mean me. I'm getting emotional just at the thought of writing this today. And it's interesting because I've been resisting writing more to you guys directly. What I mean directly is by my direct community outside of Instagram, the real raw humans that are not just followers, but the ones who are genuinely interested in my te- my teachings, my point of view, my lessons, my experiences, and my way of being in the world. So before I even begin, I wanted to thank you for being here and reading this with me. The last year has been one of the most challenging years of my life. Here are some of the things that I went through. I went from effortlessly making six figures in a few months to living off my savings for eight months. And I'm grateful I was even able to do that. Navigating different layers of myself that I thought was cleared way long ago and feeling a lot of shame for it, considering how long I've been, I've been on my path and what I'm currently teaching in my work. I was trying really hard to support one of my parents in their most vulnerable times of their lives as they were navigating deep fear while also being in a complete rock bottom. That also brought up a lot of healing, deep codependency patterns, and upping my boundaries to a level that felt like absolute death to my body and my ego. Seriously terrifying. I gained the most incredible fucking humans that I know for a fact are here for life and that I honestly didn't even know existed, nor did I think I could have them in my life to the depth that I do. I also lost many friends that I thought were my rocks. I had to see where I still put my power into external things and people. It wasn't just a conscious awareness. It was a deep, uncomfortable experiencing that I had to, I had to be, that had, that had to be embodied. I found myself in different partnerships that I thought were going to be it. I was disappointed to see how it was yet just another lesson. 
Where am I still settling? Where am I still seeking control or choosing someone who tries to control me? What can I learn here without making any, anyone wrong or right and without letting it define me or my worth or how much work I have done or haven't done as though I should be somewhere else than I already am. I had to come face to face with demystifying what conscious partnerships are and what aligned success looks like. My confidence, my sense of worth, and my energy took a fucking hit. And I even saw it in my body, holding more energy, shoulders caving in, trying to protect my heart, feeling my spine needing care, spine meaning support. I was catapulted in, into a new city, Austin, and experienced that and an experience that felt absolutely indescribable. I experienced a burnout from all the moving, all the energies, and all the changes in my life that I thought I was able to handle. And yet my body knew it was too much, too fast. I navigated my work and what the fuck am I even doing here? And the shadow of the spiritual and self-help industry that felt so hard for me to be in and to really feel what I needed to feel in order to really move on and integrate it properly. And on top of everything, I questioned God multiple times. It's pouring rain where I am right now. It's crazy. I mean, babe, seriously, the list goes on. When I thought about sharing this to the depth that I am now, I kept thinking, how, how can I even tell them this? Where would I even start? This feels too vulnerable. What will people think of me? I will lose their respect. They will see me differently. Fucking scary. And yet absolutely liberating. I chose to make art out of my mess. I chose to own my experience and story deeper than I ever have. I chose to claim more of me and heal what I needed to, to no longer be scared of how I am being perceived. I had to have deep conversations with my body, with God, my business, my people, my mind, and support myself deeper than I ever have before. I chose to learn from everything, no matter how uncomfortable it was or how infuriated I was of how much it triggered my ego and how, and I chose to utilize it within my own work. I chose to go past my insecurities in my work and relationship and stay as open as I can to support others and be receptive to life. I chose to claim more of my gifts and how good I am at what I do and who I am and open myself up to welcoming in deeper, deeply aligned clients and work opportunities, despite how vulnerable I felt. I chose to be seen fully and let myself be seen in it. I chose to let myself grieve and cry and yell and be in full surrender. The type that brings you to your knees and grueling pain, hurling, asking for support and praying, please God show me I'm listening. And let me tell you, the more that you think, you know, the more God shows you that you don't and that there is another way in a way that is actually very supportive. If you allow it, a lot is changing as it naturally does my business, my work, my teachings, my relationships, how I operate in the world. And so I guess everything is, is changing technically. Did you hear that? Mm. My door just cracked wide open. Hello, God. (laughs) So yeah, then I started sharing about the event that I was supposed to have this weekend, which I ended up canceling. And then at the end of this, I just wrote moving forward. You can expect more of this level of vulnerability and sharing more in depth, weekly newsletters, podcasts. As I slowly start to get off Instagram, I will keep play- being playful with it and provide value, but I will no longer be my main way to communicate with you all. I desire more consistency, organization, heartfelt connections with you. I desire a life of simplicity, spaciousness, and effortless expansion in who I am, how I support you and how I grow my business self in life. So cheers to being in the courageous path. And yes, I'm talking about you as well. That was it. That was very beautiful writing. Thank you. 
Feeling a lot of feels listening to that, actually. How did it feel for you to send that? It felt time. It felt it, time? Yeah, like it felt like oh, it was like time. time. Okay. Like it was time to do it. It felt, I mean, it felt very vulnerable. And at the same time, like it's kind of going back to that knowing that it's bigger than me and it's not really about me. And it's very interesting timing to have gone through this while also having a parent in a rock bottom and someone who like doesn't have much other support, you know? And like, what does that look like to be supportive in there, but also having boundaries of like, it was huge. It was huge for me to set a boundary of like, I could feel, you know, my mom like grabbing onto me for safety. And I was like, I can't, I I literally don't have capacity for this. Um, and that triggered a lot for her. Um, where's my family? How could you do this? I'm at the worst time of my life. No, no, no. And it's like, I hear you. Um, also, so am I. And, uh, I need to have, (laughs) um, I need to have as much energy as I can for myself first. So I'm going to say no. And whatever way you want to receive this is completely up to you. And if you're able to go to that depth with a parent, I mean, fuck, I can go to that depth with anyone now. Like, and actually like, you know, just going into Austin. Like, so I went, I was in Austin all 2021, came back here for six months, went back for two months thinking I was going to be actually moved there, to be honest. And getting there, it was so chaotic. And I was in partnership that um, was not supportive on either end. And that kind of shocked the both of us. And because it was so good prior and uh, everything happened so fast where it was like that ended. And then now it's like, all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I think I'm going back to Montreal. Like I thought I was moving here. And then it had to dissolve so many layers that I really saw how I still thought that like my creativity, my money, my business was going to be over there, wherever there is. And realizing it wasn't the case was really like, oh, fuck. Okay. And then, you know, I had incorporated a new business in Austin. I was kind of like finding the gray zone of like how I can like fuck with the system and like make it happen for me. And it was like this whole thing. But again, if I look back all those months that I had spent, I think I lost like over six grand just trying to make this happen. And six grand us, which is technically like seven and a half Canadian. And if I look back, it was all resistance. It was all resistance. I was resistant to going into my rock bottom. I was resistant to even acknowledging what the fuck was happening. I was resistant to seeing how, how resistant I was. I was just pushing. And I was like, I know what pushing feels like. I'm not pushing. And it's like, no, I totally was a hundred percent. I was. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, this was just a, I feel like I'm finally, and there might be little pieces here and there, and that's totally fine. But for the most part of it, it's like, oh, I can't, like that was a rock bottom. And like, I came out of it and now work gets to be different. The way that I operate in relationship gets to be different. The way I trust myself gets to be different. The way that I utilize my energy, my time is very different. And it's, that's uncomfortable too, because you build such habits for so long that now you're like, fuck, I thought I like 
got this down, you know? And that's, that's the part of like, you're always going to keep growing and you're always going to keep evolving. And I find it so interesting how a big piece of me that I was really scared of sharing was kind of like, I was scared of changing my prices, which was very interesting or changing my modalities in work and the, what I was teaching. And I was like, how, how do people even expect me to teach the same stuff when I'm literally changing every week? And it's not to say that I can't have consistency in my business because it definitely does, but it's about finding consistency that is sustainable and that is healthy and not outsourced. And also really acknowledging like things can change really fast. That's okay. Like I don't owe anyone anything. And that was a part of me where I was like, fuck last year I taught, I don't even remember what I taught. I mean, it was good stuff, but my teachings for sure changed. Would I say this again? Probably not. Do I believe in that? Probably not. And I get to like, love the deep humanness of myself in that. Forgive whatever I have to forgive, do what I got to do to really honor it love it deeper, love it more, accept it, and then move on and really step into the new because I'm always going to be new. So I want to talk a little bit about, about this aspect of, I think it'll be valuable for people. So you worked with a kind of like a conscious business coach. When was that? Tori or whatever her name? Oh, Tori. Yes. When was that? 2021? Um, 2021. I guess it was like it July, had to be August, early. September. Oh, it was? Yeah. July, August, September of 2021? Yeah. Or June, Ju- June, July, August. Okay. Yeah. So, and then you, and she helped you uh, monetarily get to levels you hadn't before, correct? Or, or were you already doing that when you hired? I was already doing that. <clears throat> okay. But that was still during that phase, right? Yes. So you were in, that was like, um, yeah, because that was the last time period where we were like consistently um, talking around that period of time, keeping up. And I remember when you were going through that and then, um, and then you kind of like built out new offerings. And I remember you telling me like you had you were starting to make more money than you had ever made in your life. Mm-hmm. And it was like not hard. And, um, and so you kind of went on that roller coaster mm-hmm. and then you watched it come back down. Fucking fast. And I'm curious what number one, what did you learn from that? What have you learned from that? And number two, I'm curious of, we were talking about how humans are meaning-making machines. Yep. What What is your, what is the meaning you've, you've derived around why you think that that happened? And is that, let me give a little bit more context. Mm-hmm. Is anywhere in here, have you noticed anything come up around maybe you're not meant to make a lot of money. That could have definitely been a part of it, but I don't think that's part of my path actually. Um, kind of part of my story is like, I don't, you can literally show me 50 cars. I'll always end up intuitively choosing the most expensive one. Um, same with clothes. Like I just have a taste for 
like, you know, some people call it like, what are your authentic codes? Like, what are, who are you at the core? Like, what do you really love at the core beyond what anyone's ever said? And one of the things that I love is like things that are beautiful, things that are luxurious and detailed. And usually those things will cost more. So do I think that I don't need a lot of money? And that was, I mean, maybe, maybe not. I honestly, I I don't know. I think the, the biggest thing that I learned was I actually had to do a lot of money work to unprogram from spiritual distortions. And what I mean by that is like, I had created this meaning because of, I don't know. I don't think Tori specifically spoke to me about that. I think it was other people and I don't need to mention names. Tori had been a great support. I had, I had hired other people that were like a complete waste of money and I will not mention their names, but you know, it was like the whole concept around like the more aligned you are, the more money you make. So then all of a sudden I'm not making money. I must not be aligned. And then from that, it's like, what does it mean about me? Fuck. I need to do more work. And actually a big pattern that I've seen in my life is that I get to transmute and alchemize patterns and programs and conditions and like wounds and whatever, a lot faster if I remember my purity. So that means like, I don't necessarily have to go deep in the work to actually do the work, but I've often been told that like, no, you need to do this. No, you need to, no, you need to go deeper. You need to do this. You need to. And it's not that I don't want to. It's I actually, if I, if I go too deep, cause I'll go deep, I get too caught up in it. And then it's like the swirl that just pulls me down and I make it meaning about me and the world. And I get angry and I get frustrated and I get closed off. Like the worst thing to do is to do any of any of this type of work with a closed heart. Like that's the worst, worst, worst thing to do in my opinion. And so I started like, my mind started latching on to like how gross the coaching industry was and how, and like, you know, I needed to go there to see the shadow fully. And that was really disturbing, like really cringy in my body. Um, but yeah, I made it mean something about my value. I thought I lost my edge in my work. And it's like, I had to be a certain way. And if I wasn't that, then I wouldn't be able to be who I was or make the money that I did. Or the money that I made was like just luck. Or I wasn't like, I was kind of like, you know, I'd get my foot in it or I would like, oh, I have this money for a little bit. And then it's gone. Like something being taken away from me or I'm always kind of on the outside and, or like these people are, can get those things, but not me. Like those are the stories that come up that actually those are the real stories to look at, not get in alignment and make money like that. Sure. That might work. Like, and it does at certain points in time, but then there's deeper invitation. And I'm trying to see, like, I think I really had to see how much meaning I was attaching my freedom to money. Like that was a big fucking piece because a lot of us want financial freedom and it's very fair and you're going to get it no matter what, that's fine. But you can be in financial freedom and still not feel free. Facts. Many. So I, like, I think now it's weird because I'll be very honest with you, Jer. I have enough to pay maybe for the next two months of my expenses. That's about it. That's it. That's all I have right now. And I feel the most raw and unapologetic version of myself I've ever been. I can see that. I can attest. 
And if that's what required of me to get to here, fuck it. Fuck it. Great. <laughs> because some people will end up dying on their fucking deathbeds, never getting to experience a glimpse of what I was able to get to. So you know what? Great. Because I'd rather be, and it's not that it has to happen this way, but if I've, if I, I'd rather be unapologetically myself and I'm still navigating with, I have no, like, do you know what you're doing? I don't like, I'm just, I'm just responding to what comes to me. And like, that's it. I don't know. I don't have the answers. I don't think any, anyone who claims like they have the answers, they fucking don't. It's a, it's a load of shit. It's a load of shit. We're all humans. We're all trying to figure it out. My gifts are what my gifts are. Yours are yours. Utilize that, monetize that. Fuck. Yeah. And then sometimes, like I said, you're going to experience things that like you did not predict that was going to happen that don't make any fucking logical sense that you're going to start putting pieces together. Like you manifested this. Fuck. Do I hate that? Stop coach raping people. Fuck. Stop doing that. I went through a really traumatic experience last year with a man who was a full-blown narcissist who threatened every single aspect of me because he didn't like being rejected. And the first question I got from someone in the spiritual community was, what did you do to attract this? You now just put me in a state of self-shaming, self-blaming, where I feel X, Y, Z, that is the worst fucking thing to do. Yeah. This shit gets real tricky. It's really tricky, this this topic. There's a lot I could say about that. That's what I'm talking about, about the... It's like you mentioned before, we've kind of evolved at a similar pace and like there's the stuff you've been speaking out about the last few months. Like when you came, came out of your cocoon and you were like, I'm, I want to speak on the coaching industry and blah, blah, blah. And everything I was like, I had, it was like within the same six month period that I had had the same type of things where you come full circle on something and you're like, fuck, I was really wrong about that or like whatever it may be. And, um, same thing with this, like with what you're speaking to is like the root intention of wherever that started is positive and empowering. Mm -hmm. And then we take it and we're like, okay, this is a rule now. It's a rule. We make it black and white and then we go, oh, you got raped? What'd you do to invite that? And that is where issues come up, where it's like context is fucking key here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I can I can very much so resonate with what you're saying. And I, I want to... Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to pivot. So did you want to say one more thing? I think it's just an invitation for us to come back into deeper human intimate connections. Mm -hmm. So next time that you hear someone going through an experience, like I did pause, put yourself in their shoes, be more. Yeah. Look at them. Yeah. Look at them, see them in their experience, love on them, listen to them. Hold your boundaries if you need to. Like maybe you, you know, you're uncomfortable hearing about the situation, whatever. There's so many layers to this, but no matter what, like 
just be a little bit more aware of the human connection and intimacy that is available to us. And yeah, I think that there's, there's definitely an invitation to seeing how we can communicate better with, with, with invitation. I don't know why I'm saying invitation. Um, yeah. Anyways, we can keep going into this, but that's what I just wanted to say. So we can. Okay. Yeah. So what I want us to go a little bit deeper into, because I very, very much so agree is, uh, what you were bringing up about this thing in the spiritual space about how, um, we've been told over and over and over and over that how much money you make is going to be, is directly dictated by how aligned you are. Yeah. And for some context, when me and Tosh met um, on Instagram, we had been following each other for a bit. And then she kind of reached out to me and I think you wanted to kind of be like, um, I don't know how you would describe it. You wanted to kind of be like accountability buddies. Yes. And you were and like, I don't I, do that. <laughs> yeah. So I was just kind of in a place where I was like, oh, well, I'm actually like um, scaling my business right now, blah, blah, blah. Basically, like, um, so long story short, what came of that situation was um, we ended up working together. Mm-hmm. So um, I ended up in a very unique way that we won't, we don't need to get into um, mentoring you a bit. And this was, in 2018 and that program was called the aligned entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to bring that up because it's now 2022 and yeah. now this message is like everywhere and it's overdone and it's really all you see. There's a whole new arena now of first, it was just spiritual coaches and business coaches. Then it was spiritual business coaches. First, it was just fitness coaches. Now it's business fitness coaches. So whatever industries there were, like when, when uh, we were coming up, like now there's a coach of that. And then there might even be a coach of that coach. <laughs> so it's like, it's getting really meta here. Yeah. Um, but I bring that up because like, Back then, like no one was really talking about this. There were like a few I can think of on one hand, but I didn't really have, even though I don't believe in the word, but I'll just say it competition. I didn't, Mm -hmm. there wasn't really um, much messages out there that were putting out a message of like, your business is just a byproduct of you. Mm -hmm. And the more you work on yourself, the more you're going to free up um, expansion in your business. And so my program was really like a hybrid of a lot of systems and marketing and sales, but a big focus on the entrepreneur themselves. And um, now fast forward and like, it seems to be because you know how the internet is like, if a message has been put out, then like, you can't just put out that same message. It has to be like better than that. It has to be like a more aggressive way of saying it or a more aggressive way of teaching it or a more polarizing or a standout way of. So I feel like that's part of what has happened. And now we're in like late 2022. And basically people are getting fed these messages constantly that like if their business or like if they're not monetarily making the amount that they desire in business, it's 100% automatically their fault. And this is like a spectrum. Um, that I kind of want to talk about because I've been on all sides of it. Mm. So I spent years believing that because this is one of those capital and conversations. 
both can be true. But what I want to say is I spent years broke as shit, but in some senses more aligned than I am today. I used to have two hour morning routines. I was ruthless with my phone didn't even go on until like 10 a.m. I was a savage. I was doing everything right. But right. I was fucking broke. Mm-hmm. And in the last, uh, I'll just say uh, this year, I reached an income level that was like, a we'll say a life goal, like more money than I had ever made in my life in a month. Mm-hmm. And I was like, out of alignment as fuck. Right. <laughs> like feeling not good. Like, you know how if you categorize life into like, let's say six buckets that make up meaning, right? Like your contribution to the world, relationships, your health, wealth, like buckets, right? A lot of my other buckets weren't doing too good. Mm-hmm. But I made more money than I ever had, like with ease. Right. And so I had to experience that though, to be like, oh, fuck. Like it, it's true, like kind of, and sometimes, and at a foundational level, it's true. And the idea of it is like, yeah, that's, that's a correct idea. But, but then once again, we go black and white with it. We're like, this is a rule. Right. So anytime we're like, oh, like I had a record month and then now all of a sudden 10 cl- clients quit. Oh, fuck. It's my fault. I need to go do inner work. And it's like, not necessarily. So I just kind of wanted to riff on this and see if anything is coming up for you or if you have any um, experiences other than obviously what you've been going through that um, you care to share. No, I totally, I totally agree with that. And I think that's like the kind of piece where, you know, I was kind of teaching about, remember my concept, Munergy, the energy of money. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of truth in it. There is lots of truth in it. And there's also like, I really feel this, like I, I couldn't have predicted this rock bottom, but it needed to happen because it humbled me so dearly. And that's what's like, it's all a gift. This is, this is the, this is the piece in the end is that it's all a gift. And I really think if we allow ourselves to fuck up and to fail and to be perceived in different ways and to, cause that was my biggest thing. I was like ashamed almost of like, I'm sure you can resonate with this of like what I had taught in the past. And I was like, Oh fuck, like this is wrong. Like, good. You're wrong. Amazing. Fuck. Yeah. It means that you learned, you know, and that you're growing and you're taking your people with you. And if people fell off the wagon from your community because of it, see ya doesn't mean anything about me though. Cause I'm a fucking human and I like my modalities will change and they, this, because they're improving, they're getting more clear. They're getting more spacious. They're getting more supportive. So there's going to be things that I'm going to teach that are not that are going to change. Cause over time, guess what? Things change. People grow, people learn like this is, I think that there's like, you know, many people kind of see maybe people like us or other people who are like, you know, could be authors, teachers, speakers. And like, we almost don't in this space, there's not a lot of space for these people to fuck up. It's like, they, they, they're fucking teaches teaching this shit. Like they better fucking be it and like do it. And it's like, as though we, we can't fuck up. And it's like, that's a lot of pressure and it's not realistic at all. It's not, it's not, it's not even about realistic. It's not human. And 
in that, like I've had to have a lot of compassion for also the coaches that I had hired who are fucking disastrous, like (laughs) disaster, like horrible coaches, absolutely horrible. And they were charging me 25 grand for the, I was like, what the fuck is this? What kind of coach? A business coach. Focusing on wealth and clients, client acquisition, mainly marketing and stuff. Yep. And you know, we branding's crazy, huh? Oh my (laughs) fucking God. And the gaslighting that happened in there, it was bad. It was bad. Like I could have exposed this person. Actually, we all, everyone who's in that group could have exposed that person. We all agreed. It wasn't just me. It was everyone, which is even worse. Um, again, not going to name names, but learned a lot from it. Learned a lot about leadership. Um, and that's the thing is like every single situation that I'm in, I'm like, Oh, there's so much juice in here. Like I was just at a festival last weekend working. Like I got, I got hired to do a workshop and I was just witnessing and observing the lack of leadership that there is in spiritual communities. And I was like, this is very impressive. And it's very easy to let my human come through and be like judgy about it. Or I can just observe and, and really understand like, wait, okay, oh, we can do this better. Oh, this would be good. And that would be good. That would be supportive. And yeah. So anyways, all that to say that I think we definitely have a really big opportunity to let people fuck up a little bit more. You know, I had to look at that coach and like come back into compassion and be like, okay, she actually does want to help. She's very lost. She got caught up in some loop of illusion of X, Y, Z. I don't know what, I really have no idea. Do I really believe that she tried to fuck me over? I'm like, no, I really don't. I really don't think she's like that. Um, maybe she is, but even then like, okay. Like I'm cause the more, the more space I give myself to fuck up and to fail, the more I'm able to do that for others. And that's the same thing with the level of success and lightness that I get to experience too. It's full polarities. It goes from one side to the other. It's not just one ended. It's kind of like, if you choose to just be in the light all the time, then you're not really like allowing yourself to be in the shadow and vice versa. But like, that's the thing It's like, what's so funny in that is that there's polarities for our minds, but at the end of the day, there's actually no polarities. It's all one. That's what they mean by it. there's all it's it's all one. Um, and we get we get to see that and like really get to alchemize that. And in my opinion, anyways, I'm still trying to figure it out, Jer. I don't know. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think I want to know. I think I'm just teaching from my heart and like where God guides me. And that's where I actually had to deepen my faith with God because I for a long time, even using the word God, I didn't want to because a lot of people would think that it's Catholic or it's Christian. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, not it. And I was using source for a while and spirit. And sometimes I still do. Cause I think like spirit for me feels more like earthy. So I'll like talk to trees and I'm like, "Mm, spirit (laughs) and like, but then like, I'll like result to God when I'm like the, the wholeness, the bigness of like everything and all things. And I really thought God was punishing me. I, and it was like, yo, no, where do I still think God would do that? And actually now my friends and I started calling God sky daddy. And I feel that's so playful. I was like, 
Sky Daddy's always listening. Sky Daddy always provides me. And actually, my relationship with that deepened when I really healed my father wound, which is fucking weird because it's like in our minds, we assume, oh, funny, I just got a text Sky Daddy channel. Um, <laughs> um, but in that, I really had to recognize, like, where did I still think that God, which in my mind is masculine, would not be there if I fuck up or would, you know, punish me if I didn't do the right thing or become the right person or was the good girl, you know, like that's super conditional. That's so, so what, so here's my question for everyone listening. Like, what does it look like when God's source spirit is insanely unconditional, always supporting you, always holding your hand, loving on you, giving you gifts, giving you space, giving you whatever you need all the time, whatever you ask for, you're getting it. Then it's like, oh, well, fuck. Maybe somewhere, somehow I did manifest a rock bottom. And now actually looking back, dude, like I kind of did because there was a part of me. I'm like, I don't want to fucking work. I don't want to work. So I manifested the perfect experience to not work. I got exactly what I wanted on a subconscious level. But I, I now looking back, I wish I gave myself more space to lean back and really fully be in it so that I could fully rest, fully just be and not worry about making money or like really be like, oh yeah, next six months, fucking going to do nothing. Great. Let's go all in. But instead I made it about me. I made it a story. I made it have meaning. And I just kept fucking trying. And then like, I don't know, probably two months ago, I was like, I'm fucking, I'm out of here. And it's funny because every single fucking time that I tried to launch something, two signups, three signups. I'm like, I, I'm usually like, I'm making it like 60 signups, 70 signups. Now a couple people. And I'm like, this is insane. So it could be God's plan. It could be your plan. Could both could be none. I don't know. Doesn't matter. As long as you're open to receiving what is being brought forth in your way to you, trusting it's a gift, allow yourself to be fully in it, whatever that looks like. And make sure you got solid support because we're not meant to be doing this work by ourselves. Whew. I can't even imagine doing any of this by myself. I, I have clients literally who've never received support in their entire lives. And even just when I tell them and I send them a voice note, I'm like, Hey babe, have the best fucking day ever. Like you're going to crush it. You're going to have the most amazing day. Whatever comes your way, you have an amazing, huge capacity to handle it. You can handle anything. And two seconds later, fucking bawling their eyes out. Cause like, I've never heard anyone talk to me that way before. And I'm like, that's the type of coaching I want, mentoring that I want is not, you know, I was told last year through coaching containers that it's like, oh, you're on Voxer with your clients. Like you never reach out to your clients. You let your clients reach you. And I'm like, that's again, conditional. It's very like, oh, I'm only going to give you my juice of this work. If you choose to do this with me, I fucking hate that. Mm -hmm. I want to practice into helping these women understanding what it feels like to be vulnerable, to be able to be in their fullest expression, to be unconditionally held. Sure. I'm going to have my boundaries. It doesn't mean you can just step all over me. Hell no. I'm going to have my boundaries, but it's so clean that I actually don't even have to voice them because they know. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. 
I think a lot of this comes down to what you refer to as being a trailblazer. Cause like for myself, <clears throat> part of the reason that my uh, path was so hard, at least that was a story for a long time is because yeah. no matter who I would hire their rules of like, Oh, I, I did the failure for you. So you don't have to, <laughs> it would never work for me. It would never work for me because how can it work for you when we, and this took basically the whole decade to realize like, cause I'm not here to follow anyone's path. So people's regardless of how well it works for a bunch of other people mm -hmm. wouldn't work that same way for me. Right. And, um, <clears throat> that like somewhat pertains to kind of what you're speaking to in terms of like, you know, you work with a mentor and they're like, all right, use this and here's how you'll go about it, et cetera, et cetera. And you're like, yeah, but that doesn't sit right with you. Right. So you, you right. have to go through this process of coming into your own of like, and you create, you end up over time creating your own thing. Right. And it feels good and authentic to you, but it's not the, it's not the easy path and it's not the quick path. No. And it's not the most lucrative path. No. Either, but it is the true path. Mm -hmm. You're true to yourself. Mm -hmm. Cheers to that. So I want to be respectful of your time. Um, yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you one more question. Please. And then we can close out. Okay. So you live a very unorthodox and nomadic lifestyle, mm -hmm. in at least um, in my opinion, in mm -hmm. relative to how I live. Mm -hmm. So I'm just super curious. What are your views surrounding um, wealth and money that may be different from the average person who doesn't live the kind of lifestyle that you do? I'll use an example from the finance and wealth space, finance and wealth industry, uh, mm -hmm. which is where I am now teaching in. You hear a lot of stuff about uh, people talking about not, for example, why you eat out when you could save save that money and you could eat in and instead you can get ahead faster. You can right. you'll have more savings over time. Or mm -hmm. why go on that vacation, you know, twice a year when you could take that invested into this at this return and you'll be mm -hmm. able to retire this many years sooner, mm -hmm. et cetera. Mm -hmm. So you you hear a lot of advice that's um, in my opinion, a little bit more uh black and white linear. Right. And it's not factoring in things like quality of life or the fact that like on any day at any time, you can just catch a vibe and that vibe can change your entire life. Right. So it's very, it's not accounting for the, for the nonlinear. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm just curious, witnessing the way that you live, it intrigues mm -hmm. me because it's so different from how I am. I tend to require like very stable roots and um, more consistency in that. Right. Has traveling and, and living a more nomadic lifestyle while also being a business owner and, you know, running things, growing things, et cetera. Has that taught you anything that you feel is uh, different yes. about money and wealth that you care to share? I mean, last year was a good example because I, yeah, I moved like 13 times in a year and I made six what? years. <laughs> yeah. I moved 13 times, 13 fucking times. It was way too much. So that's literally why I had my burnout. Um, you just and I was, in a suitcase? yeah, basically. Okay. And, um, and also I was, I mean, totally part of the Austin community, which is awesome. And there was, 
I mean, we all talk about it. Like it's not the same anymore. Also, that's what I realized when I was there this year is like last year, something opened up, like all the right people came at the right time this year. A lot of us left a lot of us like traveled, like just like out of Austin. Um, but some, something happened last year. I don't really know how to explain it, but anyway, so there was a lot of socializing, a lot of fun, a lot of play, a lot of discovery. And somehow I just fucking killed it in business. But this is the thing that I realized is that the money always comes when you actually need it. So like I made all that money, but also I like was spending it all and, and, and not in a bad way. Like I don't, money is meant to be used. Money doesn't want to be controlled. The energetic of my, in my opinion, like from what I've seen, what energetically, like money is flow. It wants to move constantly. And so anytime I think when, there's nothing wrong with saving, I also saved. And then thank God I saved because I was able to not work for almost eight months and live off of that. Um, but of course that happened, you know, like, oh, of course I made all this money saved little increments of it. And then at the same time, I was able to utilize it to support myself, to live where I was living, which I mean, was like quadruple the cost of my rent here in Montreal. You know, like, it's like, it was a lot of money that I was using just to like sustain myself. And I was like having so much fun with it. And so in all of this, that was, when I look at it at an energetic level, it was a lot of movement, very fast. Yeah. All the time. Like it was pretty chaotic when I look back into it. And now I'm in a space where it's like, it's funny. People know me as like traveling a lot and being all over the place and it's great. And actually for the first time in my life, I'm like, I need to stay here. And I'm staying like, that's my word right now is consistency. Is like, I need consistency. And I'm, it's very clear. It's like, I hit my cap. That's part of the rock bottoms. Like you hit your cap somewhere and I hit my fucking cap. And I was like, no more. Like I am calling in consistency, like consistent client, consistent money, consistent people, consistent love, consistent support, consistent energy, like just consistency. But I, I really don't regret anything because I've experienced shit that people will never get to experience because they're too afraid of investing their money or spending their money or utilizing their money in, in experiences and people and situations. Like I went all in and I've been going all in for most of my life, to be honest. There's been times I've been traveling, had absolutely no money, a fucking printed out map quest in like direction to get map to the quest. Map <laughs> quest. <Throwback>. Yeah. <laughs> like I had no phone. I had nothing. But the level, and that's what I get to see with people. And that's been like my piece in like, you know, getting ready for partnership, which right now I'm not available for. And like, I've been really clear with myself with that. I need to like, I need to recenter my own foundation, but even just connecting with people, it's like, you know, you hear their stories and I share my stories and like, it's reflected back to me how much experiencing I've had. And I'm like different cultures, different people, different ways of living, different, I mean, is there any way else to grow like that fast? Probably not. Like I've grown so much, so fast, like light speed. My capacity is gigantic. Actually, there's a big responsibility that comes with that because it's very easy to take on other people's energies and make it your own, your own, just because you have a big capacity and that's that you have a responsibility for sure. Um, I don't know if that answered your question. I think there's, there's different times in your life for different things. There'll be times where you save more. Sometimes you spend more. Sometimes you travel more. Sometimes I think the whole concept of like, 
you know, not eating out and not traveling within like the wealth is more of like the energy of like, stop escaping and don't avoid what you really need to look at, which I totally agree with. And I've been reflected back all the time of like, you're just escaping. And it's like, actually, fuck you. No, I really know myself. And I, I, I've been raised traveling. I've always traveled. So this is nothing new. I'm not escaping anything. There's been a calling. And now looking back, it all makes so much fucking sense. Like I, there was a calling. I was like, I am being called over here and I have no idea why I don't know how long I'm going for, but I'm trusting that. Like I work for God. So see ya. If you want to project your shit all into me. Sure. How did I run a business and make all that money last year? I don't know. Cause it wasn't just with me. Sky daddy was providing too. So sky daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just think there's, there's a time for everything, but right now, like that consistency feels so good in my body. And funny enough, I am like, I'm so ready to deepen my roots in business. Like I'm getting the books. I'm getting excited about it. I'm like, let's get back. Kind of books. Um, profits first. I just bought it. Some Seth, Seth Godin books too on marketing and storytelling. And it's again, like, it's not, I really think it just depends on your intention is my intention to like blow shit up and like get all the clients. Not really. Like, it's just, I'm, I'm sure it'll happen in ten, in, in, at some points, but like my energy right now is so much more on intention and like of being in joy and doing the shit that lights me up and caring for myself and like constantly being like humbled by life. And like, sure I have goals, but I feel like God always has like that or better for me. So I'm like, why am I going to like stop that from happening? Like you show me, I don't know where I'm going. Do you, does anyone, I don't know. So just staying as open, as receptive as possible, actually. Um, and trusting that my visions and my desires are actually how God is, expresses itself through me. It's through those things, really owning that, claiming that. So, you know what I admire most about you? What do you admire about me? (laughs) It's your, your relentless devotion to the moment. Mm. And that comes through in everything that you do. Mm. So for example, the way that that looks in business is traditional, even I don't want to use the word traditional, a lot of business models, even stuff that um, we attempted to work on in 2018. I'm sure other business coaches have tried to work work with you on. It's not going to work for you because you're, the way that your soul seems to be is like whatever you're learning at the time, you alchemize it and you transmit it. And that is both healing for you and healing for everyone receiving it. But then once you do that, you move on. Mm -hmm. And like, so the whole thing of like, Oh, we'll make courses. And then like, that's passive income. Like it doesn't seem to like resonate for you. Like that doesn't excite you and, and you you seem to go about business from a place of like excitement and fulfillment over profits yeah. as do I. So I fully understand it. Yeah. But like your typical business person looking at that would be like, why are you doing that? Like it's more yeah. work for you. But, mm-hmm. but anyway, it's just, um, it's awesome to see you, uh, stay true to yourself and it's cool to see you finally, in my opinion, you finally found your groove in terms of like 
I think the way that you structure and offer things uh, matches who you are and how you are. Yeah. Because you, you know, live, there's going to be a lot of that connection and it's just like blacking out and channeling. And then also it's like not the type of thing where you're working on something alone and then Mm -hmm. selling it. And then that's it. It's like you're in real time, you're doing it and then you move on and you do something Mm else. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful reflection. Yeah, you're welcome. It's a beautiful thing about what we get to do, right? It's like mm-hmm. the more you grow, you just get to share that and then mm-hmm. there's no rules. Nope. All right, sister. Um, last quick question yes. to end us. What mm-hmm. is conscious wealth? How would you define it for the people? It's a state of being in every moment. I really think that's like as simple as it is. I think we assume wealth is our brains want to say wealth is external, but the real wealth wealth is internal because you could be Facts. very <clears throat> poor, but you could be so fucking wealthy and you could be very rich and be insanely not wealthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think wealth is like a, it's a holistic and it, I find it interesting. Like wealth and whole are very similar in the energetics. Like it's how whole do you allow yourself to remember that you are? And how much will you allow that to leak in every aspect of your life? That's the real congruent wealth, in my opinion, is like, I don't want to learn from someone who's rich as fuck, but fucking miserable and like doesn't have a family or community or is depressed or sick. I want to learn from the person who has it all. Like, and I really believe we can have it all. I really fucking do. Actually, I I think Sky Daddy wants us to have it all. Yeah. Yeah. I really do. And it like it it requires steps to get there. And that, that's where the initiations come in. Those are the invitations, the rock bottoms, like the dissolving, you know, like stepping into your power. You're gonna you're gonna have to place boundaries that are fucking insanely uncomfortable. You're gonna have to say no to people that you really want to say yes to, but it's like I can't fucking do it. You're gonna have to cut off friends and welcome in new ones, but people you thought were gonna be there forever. And then you're like, fuck, I was wrong, you know, and like that's that's the shit. Like you want the thing. And then we get upset when we get something, what we think is opposite. And it's like, no, you need to learn. Like you thought you wanted that fancy ass car. Turns out you don't. And that's okay. You don't need it. You might just want the big house or you might want both, but like, no one's going to tell you what that is. Only you get to figure that out, but you need to be really fucking clear as to who you are. So how are you supposed to be in your wealth and your wholeness? If you have no idea who the fuck you are, doesn't make any sense. So that's how I would describe wealth is wholeness. I think that's the best answer yet. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> Leo is really happy hearing that. <laughs> Validate me. Thank you so much. All right, sister. Thank you so much for your time. Can you <laughs> let the you. people know uh, where they can connect with you? If you have anything you want to promote or share, let us have it. Uh, current promotions, not much. I am open for one-on-one. Like I said, lately, I'm like receiving a lot of people with their businesses and their leadership, which feels really great. Um, I'm loving the Voxer exchange. I never liked it. Like last year, people were like, let's do business coaching. I was like, ew, right now loving it. It's so much fun. We break through every single fucking day, which is insane. Um, so there's that that's available. There's like three month commitments, but I prefer six or even a year. I have people hiring me now for like five, 10 years at a time. So like 
that's the stuff I, if you want like deep consistency and commitment and support, like that's what it's going to look like with me. Um, and full transparency in every single level. Um, I'm actually going to take off all my courses. Like they're not going to be available anymore. Um, they're going to be taken off. My master classes are actually going to be put up on my podcast for free. So you guys can, there's already one that I posted yesterday, the unbound being it's like full two hours. Um, that's going to be up for free. My newsletter highly suggest to join that because they're going to be weekly now. And I'm going to, I'm going to like stack them up. So there's not only going to be like my experiencing and what I've learned or what I'm like navigating or like introspecting on or whatever, but there's gonna be like journal prompts and freebies. And like, this is the playlist that I've been like dancing and jamming to this week. And you know, try this meditation or like, I really like this teacher and try, or this book, you know, like it's the, this, this, the stuff that like, I think like uh, actually a lot of people crave. So yeah. And so I'm pretty active on, on Instagram, but also kind of coming out of it and really focusing on the shit that like are really going to be of value. So newsletter and podcasts are my main places that I'm suggesting to connect with me. And of course you can connect with me on Instagram. I just, I'm trying to not be so much on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how are you going to run? How do you, how do you see things going in the next few years in terms of like, I have no idea. Um, well, I just mean, if you're going to, if you're going to hop off Instagram and that's where the largest community is. I mean, that's, if you think you're right about that, you're right. Maybe not. Maybe they're floating around in the ethers through word of mouth. Maybe they're ad companies. Maybe they're, they just want newsletter. Like, this is the thing is like, whatever you think you're right about, you're right. You know, like if you think TikTok is the way you're right. If you think it's new newsletter, you're right. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't really know. I'm just kind of like testing the waters and seeing what works and what doesn't and trusting where I'm being led. Cause I am telling you like, I can't say this enough. If I try to do things on my own, I shoot myself in the foot and I literally can't walk. And no I'm not moving intended. forward. Yeah, literally. <laughs> that was all Sky great. Daddy's like <laughs> giving you the hammer. Yep. Totally. <laughs> totally. So I'm like, that's like the devotion that comes in every day and really making sure I'm connected to not only my practice, because like I had to like take like three months off my practice because I was like so disconnected from it. But it's like really like the heart space, like what brings me joy? What am I being called to do? Um, how good do I feel? How connected do I feel like that's just, that's the shit that matters really. And then just following what comes just the, anyways, how my system works is very like, okay, then the next priority is this. And then I'm there and I'm like, Oh, this makes sense. Next priority. Oh, this makes sense. And it shit just aligns. And if my intention is the same, I'm good. I'm always taken care of always, even if I don't see how or when or what doesn't matter, really doesn't fucking matter. So yeah. Thanks for having me. Awesome. You dropped your IG for people, right? Natasha Credle. N-A-T-A-S-H-A-K-R-E-D-L. There you go, y'all. Go shoot her a follow, connect with her, see what she's about Yay. on her IG. Cause she won't be there for long. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jer. All right. Peace and love, everyone. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If anything particularly resonated with you or you want to keep the conversation going shoot either of us a dm or go ahead and reshare this on your stories tag us we'd love to keep the conversation going outside of that we'll see you in the next one bye bye everyone